So do you ever have trouble defining what you do? Like defining how you do it, who you do it for, defining your kind of brand or your voice? Do you ever have trouble doing that? Well, I do, especially because I do financial therapy, which is a new thing, sort of, you know, not very new, but still very new. And I would say it's a toddler right now. And maybe what you do is the same. It's kind of new. You are one of the pioneers in your industry, or at least the way you're doing the thing you do. And when it comes to describing it, maybe you're just not that good at it. Maybe you're not a marketing person. I mean, you have to do some marketing in order for your business to work. But when you think about it, you're like, I'm not a marketing person. I'm not a marketing person. I love marketing, but I'm not a marketing person. Kind of the same thing with technology. I love technology, but technology, you and I, me and technology, oof, we do have some trouble um, getting along. Sometimes we're like, yeah, uh, the, yeah, I can't even, anyways, if you, you, if you've had some of the challenges with technology, I have, you will say, yeah, I understand. Can I feel you? So if this is you, if you've had some trouble defining what you do, who you do it for, how you do it, then this little breakthrough that I had this week might be helpful for you. I came with these words. Well, there's two sets of words that I, I want to share with you. The first is, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know that I'm going to do it. I said that in the earlier episode. And so then the question became, well, what is it that you're going to do? Hmm. I don't have the words for what I am going to do, but there is, it's important to me to change the way that mental health is viewed and administered. And that might be considered our vision. Like I just see presidential lifestyle changing the way mental health is viewed and administered. And the way that I see that is us creating a product that opens up for all kinds of healers to find themselves in one marketplace and share with each other what they know, what they've learned, share clients with each other, um, experiences, challenges. So in one, on one hand, it sounds like it's a mastermind, but on the other hand, it's a marketplace, but also it is it is a place for, for some real healing to happen. And some of that might happen for free, like blogs and, and social media type posts. And some of that will be paid. And this is what I see as how we transform the way or you know, transform the way that mental health, health is viewed and administered. And in doing that, that says, okay, can I, well, what about this whole financial therapy thing? And I'm like, yeah, see, that is sort of like the mission. That's how we change the way that mental health is viewed and administered is by starting with financial therapy, because we also have this idea that we are alleviating human suffering associated with money. And both of those two things are important to me. So when I think about those two things, how we will change the way mental health is viewed and administered and how we will alleviate human suffering associated with money. 
both are equally important. There is no mission that I'm like, oh, I'd rather do this one than that one. Um, so that being said, it's like, one, how do you alleviate human suffering associated with money? Financial therapy. Now we focus on financial therapy for business success. And what that means, and let me be even more specific, and we like to do that for, so I'm about to go down this service-based business owners, but then be more specific, private practice service-based business owner, be more specific. We really love doing that for healers and financial professionals. So mental health and and financial professionals. And then if you take that work that we're doing with mental health and financial professionals, then that moves over into the changing the way mental health is viewed and administered. There are a couple of places where people feel comfortable talking about their problems. Now, one of them is at the bar. And I don't know if I can train bartenders to become <laughs> therapists. But if you think about it, that is a place where people share their woes. So that's a thought at the hair salon. Let me tell you, I've been a barber. Bobby don't know that about me, a natural hairstylist, for many years before I was a therapist, before I was a financial advisor. And a common sentence that I would hear would be, I've never told anybody else this, but, and then they would tell me something that, they never told anybody else a deep, dark secret of theirs. And I am not the only barber or hairstylist that this happened for or with. So that's another place where people feel comfortable sharing those things that are deep and vulnerable and secret. And then with their financial professional. Now, if they really get to know, know them, not just any financial advisor or any financial professional, they will tell them a lot of things. And then couples together sometimes come in and expect this financial advisor to lead them in a way that's going to improve their marriage somehow through this money conversation. So I feel like I need to be giving those people some training. No, they're not going to become therapists. They, they need to understand where the line is drawn. Like, this is as far as I can take you. I can teach you these things. I can listen. I can guide you. I can give you some step-by-step, -step, some tools, some resources. And then I have to refer you out when the things get more real, right? And I'm not talking about severe mental illness, chronic, you know, even acute. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about administering um, even hypnotherapy. I'm not even talking about that. I think that people need to be trained when it comes to the more clinical work. But I do think that because people are willing to talk in these places, then these people need to be trained. I also believe that some of the things that happen, like teachers, like um, police, fire department, these people are meeting people in a traumatic experience when it's a fire, right? They need some training. The cops usually escalate the problem rather than de-escalating the problem because they are not trained and often triggered. And 
they need some training. There's all these places where people need training. Now, I can't start with everybody. I have to pinpoint what it is. But here is the thing that I discovered in the last 24 hours. Financial therapy is not a course. It is a lifestyle. And you have to learn to live your presidential lifestyle if you're going to share it with others. Because people learn by example first. They watch you. Kids watch you. And if you are living the presidential lifestyle, your presidential lifestyle, if you are living financial therapy, then they will learn it from you just through that experience. And then if you want to teach it, then you can learn it and teach, learn to teach it. But the first step is to live the lifestyle. So what is your idea of the presidential lifestyle? And if you don't have a guide to keep you on track, how are you going to get there? This is why I started the group. Now, I will say it has been very difficult to define and um, describe what it is, which makes marketing it really tough. But as I talk this through with you and my mentor, my own therapist, my marketing team, it becomes more and more clear. But what's become clear today in the last 24 hours is that it's not a course. So I can't teach it to you like a course. There are some things that have to happen. Like you have to go through the assessment assessment stage. You have to see that, that, that where you are, right? You have to. And then there are a couple of other things that need to happen. We need for you to go through the vision stage, like really seeing what it is, where you're going. And then we need for you to go through the planning stage, really setting targets for each one of those areas, because you can have a vision for where you're going. Like say, oh, I see myself um, riding in a Rolls Royce, living in a penthouse, having a housekeeper, a nanny for my children. Um, I see myself you know, working three days a week or once a week. I see myself working once a month and making $50,000 every time I work, whatever it is. You see yourself, right? You see that. So or not even, I gave you the number, but I'm not saying, don't even say the number. I just see myself working one day a week and I see myself spending time with my children, but having all this like free time to like self-care and enjoy life. I do work, but I play as well. So let's say you describe that as your life. Okay, so one or two things. Either you have to get creative because like I use the Rolls Royce example because the, the right, you can't see it, but right out this window, hmm, wrong window, it's that way. So that tree is in a way, but um, is the Wynn Hotel. And the Wynn has a fleet of Rolls Royces. And if you, visit the win, and I think they have residences too, then you can have the Rolls Royce drop you off wherever you need to be dropped off. And out this window behind you, you can't see it. There's a building, a tall office building, and 
there's somebody who gets dropped off, but they don't own that Rolls Royce. So you can see yourself getting dropped off in a Rolls Royce, but you don't necessarily have to purchase the Rolls Royce. So either one or two things is going to happen. You're going to create a life where all of these amenities are there for you, or you're going to buy these things and own them. I personally don't have to own a lot of things, but I would like to have access to these things. Private jet, Rolls Royce, all of those things, I need access to them. But do they have to be mine? No, they don't. Because I don't even want to be on a boat that often, maybe twice a year. Fly private, I probably need to fly private once or twice a month tops. Um, the Rolls Royce, I do need that quite often, maybe almost at least twice or three times a week. Um, Cause I don't drive a lot right now. Jason does all the driving, but, um, but, and I don't go out a lot. I'm a homebody. And so I don't need to go out a lot, but when I need to go out, I'm usually out a while and do all the things and then come on back. And like, if I go to dress up and, and I would love to be in a luxury car to do that, but it's weird to buy a luxury car when you only drive or ride in it a couple of times a week. So especially when we travel a lot in like two or three months out of the year, we're not even here to drive a car. So I'm describing this life to you because two reasons why I said financial therapy is a lifestyle. So I want you to understand that some of it is an actual lifestyle. You can get the, your idea of the presidential lifestyle and then you need to live it out. But there are all of these other things like our morning routine and our night routine that make it possible for the middle of our day to happen. So when I first awaken, I'm typically waking up at 4.30. I'm not saying that's the right time to wake up. I'm saying that's the right time for me. Jason doesn't wake up at 4.30. Um, but like my mom, my Jason's aunt Mary, she wakes up pretty early too. Um, but that works for us. But I know people who don't even want to, like my sister, for example, she's a night person. She probably doesn't even go to bed until 11, sometimes even 12. So she's not going to wake up until maybe seven, eight in the morning, which eight by eight o'clock I've gotten, I could have gotten half of my day done, maybe even more. But what I usually do with that time is I meditate I might do a little bit of work at that time if I want to, if I'm inspired because I'm pretty creative at that time of the morning. Uh, I do my workout. I eat a little breakfast, very light, just some fruit. And um, so I do that first and then I work out. And we have a sauna in our building. So we go to the sauna. And now that it's warm, we'll be going to the pool and getting some swimming in. But I spend a good portion of the morning just pouring into myself. Sometimes I might listen to an audio book, um, a couple of different things, but it really is a relaxed thing. And then around eight or nine o'clock, I start work and I work four days a week. Do the, Right now that work is towards getting more speaking engagements or uh, working with the team that's going to get me speaking engagements because I'm not doing that work. And mainly I'm not doing that work because it's not in my, um, my strengths is a very, it's very detailed work and I'm not a detailed person. I'm very big picture, very visionary. And so the people that help me with this are detailed and really good at what they do. 
And I feel like people should do what they do well. And that's it. And that's part of the lifestyle. So if I'm working with someone, my job is to get them to put the right lifestyle in place for themselves. How many hours do they want to work? What time do they want to wake up? What kind of food do they want to eat? And this takes time. And I could either do that in a group or I can do that individually. Now, I will tell you in a group, it is very difficult because everybody's on different pages. But in a one-on-one consulting, it is very, it is a premium service. And so the typical person that is trying to build their business or maybe making, you know, $10,000 a month, they may not be able to spend 2,500, 3,000, you know, sometimes the fee ranges from somewhere between 2,500 and 5,000. But if you're making $10,000 a month, you can't pay me $5,000 a month uh, unless you're willing to make that sacrifice, right? But I, I don't actually recommend that you put that much money into something outside of yourself if you are at that number. But if you are at seven figures and you're making $100,000 a month, then 5,000 tours, what I do to guide you, it's not that big a deal. It's a very small portion of what you make in a month. So I want to help both these people. But what I first need them to understand is that it's not a course. So I can record some things and put them on demand, especially self-sync financial therapy. Self-sync financial therapy is a blend between existential therapy and um, hypnotherapy. And so when I blend existential talk therapy and hypnotherapy and then the financial therapy part together, it creates self-sync financial therapy. And yeah, I can record all of those things because the existential part, I ask the same questions. So I'm gonna ask those questions over and over again and you'll be able to answer them. Um, And your answers to them are gonna be different than somebody else's answers. So in a group setting, I may go over those six things, those phases that we, that I talked about earlier, I may go through those phases and we ask those questions and then you start to unfold and unpack that. And then we need to drill down into what you need to do in order to start to live that lifestyle. And even though everybody will be at different places, because we open it up for laser coaching, you ask your question, I pour into you, and I'm just answering your question for you. And right then and there, it's just you and I. Somebody else might be listening who has that same question. Somebody might be way past that, like, oh, I'm way past that. I did that two years ago or whatever. So that is... how do I say, I guess it's the dilemma. It is sort of the dilemma because most people are selling courses. Most people are selling coaching or therapy um, or a plan. I sell a lifestyle and that lifestyle, it can be a premium service, how you get there. Or you can take a slower route where you're in a group and you're subject to how I teach it. And it might take you a little longer, but it will be within, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but it'll be within your budget if you're making some sort of money. 
So I just wanted to share that with you because if you felt confused, like, man, Kene says a lot and she's changed a lot over the year. Like if I just heard from TikTok that I started on TikTok a year ago and when I went back through my memories, my message has changed since then, mainly because we were working on an app back then and the app ran into some some difficulties. And so um, we decided to put it on hold because it would cost us a lot to get past what we needed to do, like um, hire developers and all of that. And we just weren't there, we weren't ready for that. So we put that on hold and I went back into one-on-one and now I'm doing more speaking than one-on-one. And so I put a lot of energy towards speaking and getting that talk together. And the talk is short. It's really where I shine. It's just to open it up for questions and pour into people because that's what people come for. People come to a conference to get to get something. They want to walk away with something. They want to feel better at the end. And me teaching them a tool that they can learn by reading a book is pointless. Why would I teach my book? And I hate when I go to conferences and people just say the same thing that they said in their book. I'm like, no, where I shine is I use my gifts to help you discover your gifts, to help you get over that hump, to help you um, overcome some challenge or obstacle that's in your way. That's what I'm in your life for. And if even if I'm only in your life for an hour and a half um, or if I'm in your life for two hours a week or if I'm in your life for, you know, whatever amount of time you purchase <laughs> with me, but that is what makes marketing what I do difficult because how do you market a lifestyle? So if you've ever been confused about what does Kanae do at Presidential Lifestyle? What does Presidential Lifestyle do? Who do they do it for? How do they do it? And why do they do it? Just know that our mission is to alleviate human suffering associated with money because of our vision to change the way that mental health is viewed and administered. So if you are a service-based entrepreneur, if you are a private practice business owner, if you are a mental health professional, if you are a, a financial professional, you are in the right place. And I ask you to share this message with any other private practice, service-based business owner, mental health professional, or financial professional that you know that would benefit from going on this journey right here on the podcast. It's free. And this is where I share free information. It could be emotional mastery. It could be money mastery. It could be business strategy. And it could just be me venting like today. So if that interests you, keep listening, come back, subscribe, and tell me what it is. Because if you listen on YouTube or LinkedIn, you can put in the comments what you want to hear, what you need help with. Where are you if you don't want to pay just yet for the community? Because the community is not free anymore. It was free for a short time. But um, if you don't want to pay, then um, stay here with me until you are ready to take it to the next level. But just understand that if it has been difficult, it is not your fault. It's Nor is it your responsibility to make it clear. It is my responsibility and I am working on that. But the the clarity that I found in the last 24 hours is that it is a lifestyle, not a course. So there's the first part of how you need to be thinking about it. All right. Well, I will see you sooner. 